Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 you know social drinking they have social drinking so they'll feel better let's just face it and why are they doing it because they're not watered by the holy spirit and we don't need some complicated argument here to talk about whether it's right or wrong it's wrong because it's an escape route that does not allow the religion that is pure and undefiled before god that brings the holy spirit in your life it's looking for another out that's Pastor Michael Oxentenko, and this is Reaching Your Heart. Today's message with Pastor Mike is entitled, The Watered Life. That's The Watered Life. And don't forget, you can always find it online if you miss any portion of today's message at reachingyourheart.com. Before we get started, we want you to know that we believe here at Reaching Your Heart that God answers prayer. If you need prayer, please call us at any time, day or night. That telephone number is 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. Here now is our pastor teacher, Michael Oxentango. The gift of God's righteousness. Some people think it's earned. The gift of God's righteousness is not some cold legal transaction. Now, it has legal dimensions. I'm not denying that. It is forensic. It takes care of your guilt legally. That's true. But it's not a cold legal transaction. It's a living legal transaction that's relational too and primarily so. It has a bearing on the life of the will. The righteousness of Christ overtakes the entire person to create the watered life. The gift of God's righteousness, friend, is the gift of Jesus in the life that before was empty and dry because His personal presence through faith and prayer mediated, coming through the Holy Spirit, produces a life changed and transformed, the watered life. You know, when my boys were barely teenagers, I remember a very hard day in my life. I want to share it with you. When I gave in to the idea of hiking 10 miles on a ridgeline and letting them lead the way and do all the preparation. Now, I had an injury in my leg that made it very hard for me to balance and wobble around. They said, no problem, Dad. You can make it. We'll be easy on you. Well, they weren't. They didn't slow down for me. They said, Dad, come on. Get up. Move. I felt like a pack horse being whipped all the way along the ridgeline. It was a hot summer day, and about five miles into the trail, I mean, it was real hot. I discovered they had packed no water at the bottom of our heavy backpacks. Ugh. You could fry eggs on those rocks that we were walking around. And I was sweating bullets because of it, and I wasn't a young whippersnapper like them. And there was no water anywhere in sight, no streams up there at the top, no springs that you could find along the ridge line. I felt like the children of Israel, as I said to my sons in frustration, you have brought me into the wilderness to die. They did not do that, they affirmed. They said, no problem, Dad, man up. There's plenty of water up here, man up. <laughs> a dad hates hearing a son tell them that, you know. Dad, you just don't see what we see. They said, you see that sky above you? It rains water all the time. It comes right here on the ridge line. It falls on the earth. And that moss next to that tree soaks it up like a sponge. 
So, Dad, there's plenty of water up here. You're just blind to the water. This is good ground for drinking. You just have to kneel down and go to where the water's at, the moss. So we knelt down at the top of the ridge line and we dug the moss up around a tree. And then my son took his T-shirt off. He liked doing that. You know, these growing young teenagers like to show their muscles developing. He took it off and kind of flexed a little bit, you know. Well, that's what they do. These are boys, you know. And then he put it over the cup to be a kind of a filter. So he took a handful of the moss and he squeezed it and water came out of it. Dropped through the shirt with some moss particles slipping underneath into the cup. When the cup was full, he said, try some, Dad. Of course, Dad had to be the first to try, kind of like poison testing. It was water from the sky, but who knows what else slipped underneath there. I did, and I nearly choked on the dirt and the moss particles that they got in the cup because they weren't careful. But I was thirsty, and the water proved good after all. In fact, when we got all the moss and junk out of it, it was sweet and refreshing water, straight from the sky. It was water from heaven that we dug up from the ground. How? On our knees. Are you with me? You don't get water from the sky by running hard and trying to finish the race of life. You don't get water from the sky because you're a good person, because you know how to get water. You get water from the sky when you fall on your knees and you pray to the God who sends the rain. Dear heart, if you think you can get the heavenly water any other way, you are wrong. But if you turn to Jesus, you're right on your knees. The righteous life finds the water of life on bended knee in prayer, personal devotions. That's time with you and God and no one else. Family prayer, study and fellowship with God. I have found from my experience that the water life finds its refreshment in a personal devotional time with Jesus Christ. You know, when I get kind of ragged and raw at the edges, it's because somehow I didn't spend the quality time I needed. We must persevere so that we spend our time with God beside the streams. I have also found that prayer meeting in the middle of the week is a time for the watered life in a more social kind of way. We suffer in the church because people do not realize the importance of prayer meeting. We have been told under inspiration that the prayer meeting should receive the most attention and the most special focus of all the worship activities of the week, including the Sabbath day. Did you hear me? There's something about that prayer meeting set apart in the middle of the week where we must put our focus right to receive the Sabbath blessing and to journey through that time in between. The prayer part of prayer meeting is more important than the study part of prayer meeting. Why? Because the prayer part is time on our knees where water can be found. I could go through the list of people who were healed because people prayed at prayer meeting. I could go through lives that were saved and transformed because of the prayers prayed at prayer meeting. But you know if you found your way into a midweek fellowship group where prayer is found or not. If you have that time and you go for the television set instead of coming to church, then you can pretty much put yourself there. You're not really seeking communion with God. You know, there are times I come home and I have a long day, especially with this building project. I get to bed sometimes two or three in the morning when every duty has been done, every email has been checked. And I will see my wife kneeling at her bedside, praying for me and praying for many of you. And I want you to know that that is the most tender picture I have in my marriage relationship with my wife is to see her praying. Because I know if she loves God, 
Her love is there for me and for us here in this church. You know, many people who fall into discouragement, who fall into a pattern of criticism in the church, who fall away, it's because they're not praying. Let's just put it basic. It's not because there's something wrong with somebody here or there. They have not persevered in the devotional life. Satan cannot overcome the life that is watered through prayer. Sabbath school is also, just before church service, is a prime time to water the life and to drink in the things of God that come from a daily study of Bible and prayer. You take your devotional life, you gather here, you share, you grow. Sabbath school is where the Holy Spirit is best found, not the sermon hour. In the book of Hebrews, Paul warns the hurry Christian who thinks that they can tread on the things of God and be okay, that there are consequences to unbelief and disobedience. Warning. He makes a clear warning for the life that drifts into disobedience and then drifts away from faith and then faithfulness and finally from God Himself. And He calls upon that person in the book of Hebrews to embrace the remedy of a watered life. He couches His admonition in the context of a very clear warning against apostasy in the church. Well, was that necessary? Yes, it is. The fall away is altogether common. Here Paul passionately exhorts the casual kind of Christian to a faithful kind of walk with God that does not turn away when times are hard, when times are harsh, and the work is difficult. Look at Hebrews 6.4. For it is impossible to restore again to repentance those who have once been enlightened, who have tasted the heavenly gift and become partakers of the Holy Spirit, and have tasted the goodness of the Word of God and the powers of the age to come. Verse 6. If they then commit apostasy. Now, he's not talking about stumbling here. He's talking about a rejection of your experience at the deepest level when you have walked with God and you knew what it meant. There are people who backslide. That's not what he's talking about here. He's talking about that kind of apostasy. Refuting the message you once affirmed that gave life to your soul. He says, if they then commit apostasy, why? Since they crucify the Son of God on their own account and hold him up to contempt. Now, that's not the kind of thing people talk about. But Paul warned us of this. Friend, if you have tasted of the truth of Jesus Christ in your life and you turn away from Him by turning away from the church, by attacking the church that has nurtured your faith, after having tasted of the living water, you can, in time, according to this counsel, come to a time when you will never come back to God. So that's why we don't want to be in the drifting program. Paul is saying drifting is a dangerous kind of force in your life. You can play around with your commitments in the church until you are lost to them and lost to God. You can drift until you drift away and you find yourself in the camp of unbelief, fighting against the cause of God, of a God you once professed as Lord, and He becomes your enemy, your adversary. This is the context of Paul's passionate appeal to receive the watered life in Hebrews 6, 7. He says, For the land which has drunk the rain that often falls upon it and brings forth vegetation, useful to those for whose sake it is cultivated, receives a blessing from God. How many of you want a blessing from God today? You want it for the rest of your life? I'm in that group. The watered life, friend, is the fruitful life. It receives life from heaven to give life on earth. The key word in verse 6 is the word often. The rain often falls upon the good earth. I mean, God isn't trying to keep the Holy Spirit away from us. The Holy Spirit of God is not hard to find where the rain falls on the right kind of ground. The rain is a plentiful fact that if you are on the ground that is directly under the cloud where God's presence is at, the rain falls on that ground. You have to be on the right kind of ground to get the rain from God. 
Now, you won't get it at a rock concert. Will you? No. You won't get it at the local bar or taking the stuff of the local bar into your home. You won't get it there, will you? You know, social drinking. They have social drinking so they'll feel better. Let's just face it. And why are they doing it? Because they're not watered by the Holy Spirit. We don't need some complicated argument here to talk about whether it's right or wrong. It's wrong. Because it's an escape route that does not allow the religion that is pure and undefiled before God that brings the Holy Spirit in your life. It's looking for another out. And friend, God will not come for a drinking generation at the end of time. He's coming for a holy people who love Him, who don't do what Nadab and Abihu did, and they will go into the holy places of God after having dabbled with it in their home. I mean, I've been in homes where they've opened the refrigerator door and there is that alcoholic beverage in a Christian home. What business does that have in our homes? We need the water and the refreshing stuff of God. You will not get... The water of God watching the wrong kind of movie or television show either. The rain falls on the ground where you kneel in prayer to find God in the morning. What's wrong with Bible study and Christian fellowship for entertainment? What's wrong with that? That's where life is found. It falls every Wednesday when a righteous few come to prayer meeting. We started here at Reaching Hearts. We had 120 people in prayer meeting. We had about five last week. You with me? And that tells me something. It tells me there's a need for revival in our church. It tells me there's apostasy in our church. It tells me the world has crept into our church. It tells me most of my church would be lost unless they are converted. Now, I'm not preaching at you. I'm talking to you. Because we have been called to be the watered life. It falls every Wednesday. And I realize there are gatherings on Mondays and Thursdays for Christian fellowship. In some sense, it's like prayer meeting. But prayer meeting is special. It's the corporate gathering of the church to pray and to seek the water of life. The reign of God falls every Sabbath day. And we are gathered here in good numbers today. When righteous trees gather in the church to pray and hear the word of God, the church has changed, the world has changed around them. And it falls the most on Sabbath in Sabbath school where the Bible is opened up in small groups before the worship service even starts, as I've said. It falls on men and women and children who get to the right ground on time. On time to be fed of God. It falls in places where Christ is shared and where service is wrapped in love for the lost throughout the week. Friend, if you are found in these places often then you are on the right kind of ground to be watered well. You will walk with God as Enoch walked with God, and you will be saved. Not might, you will be saved. If you're not found in these places, if you find time for everything else, you are drifting. And the danger of drifting away is a real concern. Wake up. Remember the call of God in your life. But there are some who come to the right kind of ground, but they are not right with God. Now, that could be any of us. They come for the blessings instead of being a blessing. They come to take and not to give. They come to receive recognition for being important in the church instead of granting it to others whose self-esteem has been robbed. They come to fill their cups with human affection only, not realizing that the cup must be filled in God's way with God's blessings, God's presence, God's water. And so they water themselves, they think, but they resist God in the heart because they hang on to the world instead of Jesus Christ, they produce a different kind of fruit. 
More with Pastor Michael Oxentenko in just a moment. Studying the Bible is vital to our lives, and we would like to help you in that process by providing you free Bible study guides. These full-color Bible study guides are available for you right now if you dial this telephone number, 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. We would love for you to call and get your copy of these free Bible study guides at any time. That's 888-244-4673. Now more with Pastor Michael Oxentenko. For a land which has drunk the rain that often falls upon it and brings forth vegetation useful for those whose sake it is cultivated receives a blessing from God. But if it bears thorns and thistles, it is worthless and near to being cursed. Its end is to be burned. What are some of these thorns that grow up in the church? I just wanted to mention them. Just get them out in the open. We can look at the prickly things. The thorn of gossip and backbiting comes when you don't pray a lot. You know what I mean? Start focusing on others, criticizing them. The thorn of self-seeking. The thorn of pride and self-praise instead of heartfelt humility and praise for God when the heart is humbled and broken and fallow. The thorn of unbelief and self-will instead of seeking God's will in your life. The thorn of self-love instead of the love of God. The thorn and thistle of a contentious spirit that seeks its own way in the church instead of the way that builds up the church. The thorny thistle of fear and paralysis that refuses to attempt great things for God for fear of failure. It's because it seems impossible to the world. They themselves buy into the attitude. You can't do things like that. Friend, God loves knocking thorns like that off of trees because all things are possible. The thorn of falling away from God while you sit in a pew and choose to do nothing for the cause of God. Paul says the land that is drunk in the water of God brings forth vegetation useful. The key word here is useful. Unlike thistles, righteous vegetation is useful. It is quick to move in service for God. It does not complain when called upon to give sacrificially for the sake of God. It does not blame others in the church for the call of God that calls on all of us to give because Christ gave Himself at the cross for us. Friend, when workers are few, godly, and good vegetation is good at work in the church, producing fruit in Sabbath school, in service ministries, in prayer outreach, in acts of love, in financial commitments that are bold for the cause of Christ and His church, in faithful, unwavering devotion to the cause of Christ, though hell itself should threaten them, a useful vegetation will stand when the winds blow against it because it is empowered by the water of life. It is the watered life. You can tell if you're a useful vegetation or just a thorn and a thistle in the church by whether or not you hang in there and you serve the Lord, you find that sacred outpost for yourself like a tree planted by the rivers of water. The watered life is not concerned about evil in others as primary. You know, if you're coming to church and your biggest job is straighten everybody else out, you're not watered. You're a thorn and a thistle. The watered life is concerned about Jesus and it seeks Jesus so it can grow and show others how to grow. Friend, the watered life will never end in all eternity because the water of the Holy Spirit will never stop flowing and the well that is deep that springs up into eternal life will never run dry for the person who experiences the watered life. I appeal to you this morning as I appeal to myself and to our church family today. 
to stop for a moment and to assess yourself. Are you a busybody Christian? Scurrying about trying to look good when you are nothing but a thorn and thistle in the church? Or are you useful vegetation that bears fruit in humility, that draws life from the water that comes from God, nourished by heavenly rain? You know, what is the difference between useful vegetation and thorns and thistles in the church? The key difference is found in Hebrews 6, 7. The text says that useful vegetation is cultivated. The hard ground, you know, we're all hard. The hard ground gets worked, and before long it becomes fallow. The water, the moisture, the nutrients can get to the plant. There are many people today who want to be leaders in the church, but they don't want to take the discipline of being cultivated. They want to rise to positions of greatness without the work of breaking up the ground. They want a quick and easy religion that does not allow God to work the soil of life. Friend, it's a paradox that God has to break us so He can make us. He has to break up the hard ground to make it soft so we can grow. The soul must be humble before it can be exalted in the plan of God. And if we are not willing in the church to be humbled, we are not willing to grow. The selfish will that naturally yields thorns and thistles must be broken. Paul's admonition here is a call for faithfulness in the church. That is the fruit of souls saved by God for righteousness. I'd like to finish with an excerpt here from the context. Hebrews 6, 9 to 12. Here's the outcome. Though we speak thus. Now he's spoken pretty direct to the church of his day here. They were all nervous in the pew. Though we speak thus. Yet in your case, beloved. He loves everyone to whom he gave the rebuke. We feel sure of better things that belong to salvation. For God is not so unjust as to overlook your work and the love with which you showed for His sake in serving the saints as you still do. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness in realizing the full assurance of hope until the end so that you may not be sluggish but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Friend, righteous trees are faithful trees that point men and women to God and heaven's rain that falls on fertile and fallow ground to produce the harvest of the watered life. The watered life never ends. It just keeps on going and on and on and on. Useful, refreshing, vibrant in the cause of God. Why? Because it is the watered life. Lord, we hear the rebuke of God today from a lover's heart. Give us, Lord, the fallow ground of faith to become faithful, but first the faith that sees and believes to not take the advantages of God lightly, but to seize the prize. Lord, I pray in this coming year as we move into our new church, that every life here will be a devotional life, that prayer and study of the Word of God will find its needed area, that secret corner of the life. The television will get cut off, maybe thrown out the house. These DVD players will disappear. And Lord, the Internet, which distracts, will find in its place the Bible, which draws us to You. And Lord, Jesus is coming. I know that to be true. Come to us in the Holy Spirit first. Water our lives at prayer meeting, in Sabbath school, on time, in church consistently. 
and in service ministries like the homeless and other things like this, that when you come, you'll be quite proud of us, not because we're good people, but because we're your people. And we have spent our time with you like Enoch did, walking with God. Lord, bless your people as they leave this place. May they ponder the words that came from you. Really, they weren't my words today. May they ponder those words and may they draw closer to you. In Jesus' name, bless them. Amen. Well, that will conclude the second portion of our broadcast here today entitled The Watered Life with Pastor Michael Tango. Don't forget, you can listen to this message again at reachingyourheart.com. We hear every day about disasters, troubles, problems, difficulties ahead. We've got a small 64-page volume entitled Soul Care that is just filled with practical information on how you can grow as a Christian and even thrive in the tough times ahead. Again, the name of the book is Soul Care, and it's yours right now just for calling 888-244-HOPE. That's 888-244-4673. You can call that number right now or at any time to receive your free book entitled Soul Care. Call now. Once again, that telephone number is 888-244-4673, 888-244-HOPE. If you've been inspired by this message and want to partner with us to further spread these messages and keep us broadcasting on the air, then we welcome your partnership. And you can give a donation of any amount. We thank you for your support. If you're in the Washington, D.C. area or passing through, we'd love to welcome you to our church family. Stop by Reaching Hearts International and join us for a worship service every Saturday at 11 o'clock or Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. The address for the church is 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. 6100 Brooklyn Bridge Road, Laurel, Maryland, 20707. If you're wondering how to get a copy of today's broadcast, you can go to reachingyourheart.com and download a copy or listen right there in on-demand audio format. Again, the address for the website is reachingyourheart.com. Thanks for listening today. We hope you'll join us again next time for another Reaching Your Heart.